Oh, my God. 
25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
אותנו, כמו נשר ששומר על גוזלה, מגן עלינו, הולך איתנו, כמו אבא מלווה את ילדיו. בטוב וגם ברע שלנו, יד ביד איתך הולכים, תשמור בכל שעה כל רגע, תזכור את הילדים. מלך עוזר, מושיעו
ודבני יקירי, כי שומר אני את כל שבילי תלאות הדרך שתמיד עברת. ואין מילים בפי לתאר אהבתי אליך, בן יקר, אוצרו של אבא. על כיסי יושב ומחשב כל צעדיך, גם אם רב הנסתר על הנגלה. שרק יבוא אותו היום, שרק יבוא. בכל הרחובות תלבשו חג. שתעלה אותה תפילה שתעלה. ותחבר אותנו אל מקום חדש. שרק יבוא אותו היום, שרק יבוא. בכל הרחובות תלבשו חג. שתעלה אותה תפילה שתעלה ותחבר אותנו אל מקום חדש Thank <laughs> you. 
weinen dem Riedel erscheinen immer nach nie. Du winden sich sein, kannst bei nimi ab der Heu sein nie. In du schreit die Hide wie ein Als sie's geworden klug, an ihr euch seif, sei ob in der Welt. Mensch kann kaschen, als sie's geworden fahren Sit low, boys, 
Jeden traum, 
That's the name of the song. B'Shem Hashem, done by Mati Steinmetz. You heard Shlomi Toysig and Mishulam Greenberger with L'Asid Lavo. Moshe Feld had Oto Hayom. Karva, done by Eitan Katz and Zusha. Chaim Yisrael with Melech Ozer. Atata, that was Avremel, Avram Fried. And from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this January the 19th, day 6 in the month of Shvat, the year 5781. Tufshin Pei Aleph, 36 degrees, 68% humidity, winds are west and 9 miles per hour. Partly cloudy with a high of 44. Then tonight, clear, turning cloudy and a low of 34 degrees. Tomorrow, morning clouds, afternoon sun, and a high Wednesday, 40. 53 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 36 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Hello, all. Thanks so much for tuning in. Much appreciated. Um, later on, on this, uh, what is today? Tuesday morning. <laughs> I hope you're, if you had the day off yesterday, I hope it went well. Hope you're able to, uh, get some time off and enjoy. We were here. We were here at JMM, as you would suspect. And, um, and, um, had a really nice show, including uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Kieziger with part two of well, What's New at Art Scroll, part two of that two-part series. Anyway, later today, Dr. Marion Stoltz-Loike, Dean of Turo's Lander College for Women and Vice President of Online Education, will be with us. She'll join us until later on in the 7 o'clock hour. Um, tomorrow, Rabbi Bamberger, whose brand-new book from Art Scroll is actually pretty amazing, We'll speak with him tomorrow on this uh, broadcast um, about 7.45. And then uh, Howard Jonas, CEO of IDT and a great philanthropist in the Jewish world. Howard Jonas, uh, he is our guest this coming Thursday morning at 7.35. Uh, 7.35? No, 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 8.15. At the 8.15 this coming Thursday morning right here at the JM and the AM. Very much looking forward to that. So um, big week with big guests, a whole bunch of stuff going on. Kosher Halftime Show, we're going to have a major session later today to get as much recording done as possible of the Kosher Halftime Show. Uh, that's happening later on today. We are just uh, uh, pumped for the uh, Rothenberg Law Firm presentation on the 7th of February of Kosher Halftime Show 2021. We are pumped. We are set. We are ready to... Uh, Really put out a great production and one consistent with the times that we are now living in. These crazy, crazy times. Uh, JM and the AM at 23 minutes before 7 o'clock. Plenty more coming up as we uh, continue on this uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. This is a um, a selection from the Yidden Group featuring Maishi Tischler. 
here on a Tuesday morning at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Ari Boyanjus La Yehudim. What a song. Show Me the Way. That was Except Saturday. Barry Weber had Niguin Lev. You heard the medley from the Yidden Group. And this is a Tuesday morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network. And, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Kali Tal in the background to our news from Israel coming up. 36 degrees, partly cloudy and a high of 44. Clear tonight, then cloudy and a low 34. Morning sun, afternoon, uh, morning clouds, afternoon sun tomorrow, a high 40. 53 right now in Yerushalayim, 36 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Final full day of the Trump presidency. Tomorrow is Inauguration Day here in the United States. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Trucker Yitz, thanks for your pre-JMNAM comments this morning. Much appreciated. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a uh, Tuesday's next. Boker Tov from JMNAM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Khan Ran Yavnai, Imash Royachshav. ברקע העלייה בנתוני התחלואה, הממשלה צפויה להתכנס בשעה זו על מנת לדון בהערכת הסגר. הממונה על המאבק בקורונה, פרופסור נחמן אש, מבהיר, לא נתעקש על שבועיים נוספים של סגר, אך מזהיר, מנת החיסון הראשונה של פייזר יעילה פחות ממה שחשבנו, מפרסמת כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרה וולברג. הממונה אש אומר בדיונים הסגורים לפני ישיבת הממשלה, אנחנו לא נתעקש על שבועיים נוספים, גם שבוע פלוס סוף שבוע זה מתקבל על הדעת. לגבי החיסונים הוא מבהיר, היעילות של המנה הראשונה נמוכה ממה שחשבנו, ממה שפייזר הציגו בפנינו. בעניין הזנים החדשים אומר נחמן אש, אין שום ודאות האם החיסון יעיל עליהם, ואנחנו עוקבים בדאגה. ולקראת ישיבת הממשלה, בכחול לבן דורשים, נסכים לסגר רק אם תהיה אכיפה שוויונית. הנה דברים שאמרה השרה פנינה תמנו שטה לגלי צה"ל. כחול לבן דורשת מראש הממשלה להפסיק עם הכניעה במגזר החרדי. אנחנו ראינו את ההשתוללות בחתונות המוניות, אבל לצד זה אנחנו רואים באופן מובהק שאין אכיפה בערים האדומות במגזר החרדי, בין אם מדובר בביתר עילית, מודיעין, בני ברק ואחרות. אנחנו רואים שהם שם המיעוט של דוחות, ומי שמשלם את המחיר זה כלל אזרחי מדינת ישראל. בתוך כך כתבנו לענייני בריאות יובל שגב פרסם כי במשרד הבריאות שוקלים לדרוש בדיקות קורונה בכניסה לארץ, גם עבור מי שכבר התחסן, שינוי מתווה הפטור מבידוד, עד שתתבהר השפעת החיסונים על המוטציות החדשות. בעקבות רצף האירועים של נשים בהיריון שמאושפזות במצב קשה לאחר שנדבקו, משרד הבריאות יערוך ריצוף גנטי לבדיקת קורונה של הנשים הערות שמאושפזות במצב קשה, על לבדוק אם אחד הזנים פוגעים יותר בנשים הריוניות. הדוקטור מאור ממן, מומחה למילדות. ואחראי מתחם הקורונה בבית החולים בילינסון, אומר אצל אמיר איבגי, אנחנו רואים עלייה מדאיגה בנשים הרות שמפתחות מחלה קשה. לא יודעים להגיד מה קרה בדיוק בשבוע האחרון, כי מאז תחילת המחלה, לפני שנה בערך, ראינו לא מעט נשים בהיריון שהיו חיוביות לנגיף. מעטות מאוד פיתחו סימפטומים קשים, אבל כזאת תחלואה, בכזאת עוצמה, עם מספר גדול של נשים, עשרה מקרים בארץ בימים האחרונים, לא ראינו. המשטרה פיזרה אמש חתונה רבת משתתפים שנערכה בישיבה בעיר אלעד. כתבתנו הדש טייף מוסרת שקנס של 5,000 שקל נרשם לבעל האירוע. 
יועץ משרד הבריאות למגזר החרדי, אבי בלומנטל, התייחס להמשך ההפרות של חלקים במגזר החרדי ואמר לי, האל דן, יש להגביר את האכיפה. אני יודע שאני במלחמה ואין לי שום פריבילגיה להרים ידיים. אנחנו נמצאים במאבק הזה הרבה מאוד זמן. אני לא מאלה שיבואו ויגידו לך, תשמעי, זה בשוליים, זה בקצוות, כי אנחנו רואים את האירועים האלה ומורטים את שערות ראשנו כשאנחנו רואים אותם. אבל שימי לב לשינוי המאוד מאוד גדול הזה. אנחנו מקבלים למטה הסברה טלפונים עם אנשים שמתחננים לאכיפה. מכאן למזג האוויר, הגשמים מתפשטים בשעות הקרובות למרכז הארץ, מלווים רוחות חזקות, בלילה הגשם מתפשט גם לנגב, שלג כבד יחל לרדת בחרמון ובצפון רמת הגולן לקראת בוקר, אף ייתכן בפסגות הגבוהות של ערי הצפון, קיים חשש משיטפונות בנחלי הדרום והמזרח. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. in the A.M., Gershon Veroba. I'm assuming that the Yussi in there was the late, great Yussi Piamenta. Anna Avdan, it's actually a request that came from our app. Feel free to utilize the app for that purpose and other purposes. Um, comment on the app by going to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and commenting away. You can see it on the uh, home screen. Add a comment. Please continue to daven. We are asked for asked for uh, Nachman ben Esther Dina, Nachman ben Esther Dina, and the same listener asked for that Anna Avda from Gershon Veroba's album entitled "Reach Out." Baruch Levine had Umi Shafa up like a lion. That's Aryeh Kunstler, Bashir, Benny Friedman here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast, a reminder, this coming Thursday, Howard Jonas, CEO of IDT, well-known Jewish philanthropist. He's my guest at 8.15 this coming Thursday morning here at JM in the AM. Uh, tomorrow, Rabbi Bamberger is going to join us. I must remind you that usually uh, in a regular week, so to speak, anything you order from artscroll.com is 10% off, no minimum free shipping with promo code RADIO. Normally, everything is 10% off. No minimum free shipping, promo code radio. Uh, this week, starting today, in honor of Bamberger's appearance tomorrow on this broadcast, Art Scroll is making all of his volumes, all of his releases, all of his books 15% off with promo code radio. Now, the new one is uh, Great Jewish Journeys, <coughs> excuse me, Great Jewish Journeys to the Past. A spiritual travel guide to Kivrei Tzadikim and Torah landmarks around the world. But if you look at the very uh, back page of that book, you'll realize that he, or if you go to the website at artscroll.com, you'll realize he has great Jewish treasures, great Jewish letters, great Jewish speeches, great Jewish classics, great Jewish wisdom, great Jewish photographs. And he's also got a great Jewish broadcast and a great Jewish podcast. All of the works, all of these books, 15% off this week starting today. If you use promo code radio, you're looking for Rabbi Moshe Bamberger at artscroll.com. And again, always use promo code radio. You have to be crazy not to. You have to be out of your mind not to. <laughs> so that, that's the story. That's the story with tomorrow. Thursday, as I said, uh, 8.15 for Howard Jonas, the the um, CEO of IDT. And on Thursday, it looks like we're going back to a Zoom live lunch. On Thursday, we're going back to a Zoom live lunch. And the reason we're going back to a Zoom live lunch on Thursday, which means we start regular. You could hear us uh, at 11 a.m., but this time you'll be able to see us if you Zoom in is because Ari Solomon is going to be our guest. Ari Solomon. Um, he's a 21-year-old Yeshiva University student who designs shoes for professional athletes. And I figured if we're going to see some of his work and enjoy it, we're going to have to Zoom in. So this coming Thursday, we'll, of course, give you the information regarding Zoom. Uh, but our live lunch will be um, at 11 a.m. And again, we'll zoom in at some point in the 11 o'clock hour with Ari Solomon, that young man who's responsible for uh, for designing shoes for professional athletes. All right. 
Uh, so uh, you got the whole schedule now? <laughs> I hope so. A lot of great stuff coming up. Don't forget, Kosher Halftime Show is brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, and that is happening on the uh, 7th of February. Injurylawyer.com. Uh, don't forget that we continue to recommend Partners in Torah, partnersintorah.org. Many of you are familiar with the fact that uh, Partners in Torah literally makes it uh, universally easy to study on a weekly basis with a partner in Torah. That's what it does. Makes it really, really easy. And um, the system's gotten even easier over the years, by the way. So if you're a mentor, somebody who um, has a background and feels that they can study with somebody, even if it's a limited background, believe me, it's uh, it's welcome. Or if you're somebody with with very little background or know somebody with very little background, someone you work with or related to, and they'd like to explore uh, their tradition and heritage, recommend Partners in Torah. Partners in Torah. Go to partnersintorah.org, partnersintorah.org. Call 1-800-STUDY-42, 1-800-STUDY, the number four, and then the number two. And to make all the arrangements you need because it's a really, really good program and one that will inspire both the mentor and the student in the partnership. 1-800-STUDY-42, partnersintorah.org. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code RADIO. And try A&H today. Thursday, Howard Jonas. 8.15, he's the CEO of IDT. Thursday at 11 a.m., our live lunch. We'll uh, invite everyone to not only tune in as you usually do, but you'll be able to zoom in because Ari Solomon is going to be our guest. Um, so take advantage. Tomorrow, Rabbi Bamberger, all of his books right now, 15% off with promo code radio at artscroll.com. The brand new one is called Great Jewish Journeys to the Past. We get to speak to him tomorrow. And um, later today, the dean of the Turo College, Turo Lander College for Women and Vice President of Online Education at Turo, Dr. Marion Stoltz-Loike is going to be with us. That'll be about uh, 15 minutes from now right here at JM and the AM. So lots going on, plenty coming up, and circle the date February the 7th. That is when Kosher Halftime Show 2021 is going to be presented by our friends at the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. Thank you to the Rothenberg family. And we are very much looking forward to it. It's going to be an interesting 2021 Kosher Halftime show. That I can guarantee. A drop early for Rabbi Goldwasser. His words, Zechonishmas HaRav Zebner Bezavalevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Bezavalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Talmud and Sanhedrin tells us, Kishem Shanoisen HaKadosh Baruch Hu that just like Hashem gives those who are evil the ability to receive their own punishment, so too Hashem gives to the tzaddikim the koyach lekabel toivason to accept their great reward, no matter how great it is. When Hashem punishes a rasha because he or she did wrong, it is only that the individual should realize their sin, their wrongdoing, and do tshuva. However, 
we should realize that Hashem will only give the sinner the punishment that the person can endure. Because if it was too difficult, if he could not endure it, then it would be forcing the one who has done riches, the one who has committed evil, to repent. We know that everything is done because of our own free will. When it says in the Torah, that Hashem strengthened the heart of Paro, we think that Hashem took away Paro's innate ability to do tshuva. However, this is not true. The Zerashimshan says that when it says that Hashem strengthened his heart, it was only that Paro would have the strength and the wherewithal to be able to go through a period of punishment, have introspection, a period of self-reflection, and then do tshuva. However, Paro took it the other way. Instead of recognizing what he did until the very end, he continued to deny the providence of Hashem in this world. All of us have this great power that even chas v'shalom, if a person has been down, even if we pass through a period of time where we wonder why brachos have not come to us, we should only know that Hashem wishes that we all do tshuva, that we all repent, that we all come closer. The great Klosenberger Rebbe was in the concentration camp during the Second World War. He endured years of torture. One night, a Jew had told the Klosenberger Rebbe about his life. He admitted that he turned his back on Hashem. He left Yiddishkeit. He married out. He did everything wrong, nothing according to Torah. The Klosenberger Rebbe spent the entire night crying and begging this wayward Jew to come back. Shortly before dawn, this Jew told the Klosenberger Rebbe, I accept the great Rebbe's words. I want to do tshuva shalema, and I confess my sins. The night ended. The next day, this Jew returned his neshama back to Hashem. He died completely righteous, a repentant Jew. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. of your glory for a moment to be grateful and to be faithful Nothing this you call for a visit.
Sometimes I'm really brave, sometimes I feel afraid, and I don't always told a lie. Sometimes I fall and then I get back up again. Nobody's perfect all the time. I like when people see the good I have in me. We all can give it our own. J.M. in the A.M. with Mordechai Shapiro. Great song, Biyachad. Moshe Hecht before that, a song entitled Believers. And we're going to send that out to the school bus. <laughs> bus Albany requested that on the app just a few minutes ago. So that goes out to them. A Moshe Hecht selection here at J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning on this 19th of January, 6th of Shvat. Good morning, all. Well, we've had the opportunity over the last couple of weeks to feature some of the great people at uh, Turo College. And um, that continues this morning. Dr. Marion Stoltz-Loike is with us, Dean of Turo's Lander College for Women and Vice President of Online Education at Turo. You can only imagine how many people want to hear about her expertise during this uh, challenging time of COVID-19. Dr. Marion Stoltz-Loike, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thanks so much, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, and uh, I appreciate your uh, <laughs> your warm introduction and your you know your facilitation of this discussion. It's an incredibly important topic. Well, it certainly is, and I would imagine you're one of the most sought after people in America at this point. <laughs> if you're a vice president of online education, let's start with that. Then, of course, we'll go back to Turo College or Lander College for Women in the uh, and, and Turo in general. Um, I mean, th- this has been uh, such a challenging period of time. I think what might be um, what might be uh, most um, jolting to everybody is we never thought it would last this long. Uh, at the beginning, you know, Zoom education seemed like you know a, a good band aid, an interesting way to approach things when uh, people had to be separated and apart. But I didn't think that we felt that in January of 2021, for a lot of students, this would be uh, their full time way of learning. So uh, the impact of all this online and Zoom learning of st- on students, I mean, we've discussed on this show how it's affected the youngsters. We've uh, discussed how it's affected the high schoolers. You could tell us how it's affecting those of college age. I'll tell you what's interesting. And first of all, when you said uh, my busyness, it's luckily I don't like to sleep too much. So, <laughs> so it's been okay. Uh, but the idea is For college students, I think their initial reaction when we went uh, out of the classrooms in March, and I have to say, at Turo, our president, Dr. Kadish, was just brilliant in terms of getting us ready to move quickly. And within a week of uh, when we had a sense that the pandemic was going to be something 
that required us to be out of the classroom. We had moved fully to Zoom. We had gotten everyone prepared. We did a lot of training uh, and so on. And beneficiaries are obviously students. I think what I've heard from students both at Turo and elsewhere is their initial reaction was they were just happy to be able to continue their education. They sort of, what made them a little bit concerned was everyone is going to leave because of the fear of this pandemic yeah. and what's going to happen. Is that going to delay when they can graduate? Are they going to have unfinished courses? What are they going to do? And I think initially they were just, as I said, extremely happy to be continuing their education. Uh, what also we found is that students were amazed at how well faculty did, mm -hmm. that the ability of faculty to pivot and provide real value in terms of education was something that students appreciated tremendously. And I've gotten more notes from students about that than I ever have before. And we've obviously, like many, many colleges, have done many surveys to document that, what faculty needs in terms of additional support. How are students experiencing things? And those, when I'm talking about student satisfaction, it's at a graduate and an undergraduate level. But I think now, where it's been almost a year that uh, people have been out of the classroom or out of normal classroom settings, I think for a lot of students, they're exhausted. And probably a lot of what you've been speaking about, particularly with high school students, also affects university students. And it's a matter of really being, um, they're comfortable, they're happy with their education, and it's going along, but what they miss are the social components. Yep. And, right, and they're particularly, what I always call is the accidental conversation over lunch, in a hallway, the ability to speak to a faculty member or a fellow student about things. And that's really something that students are missing tremendously. Yeah, you know, I just want to remind this audience, and you mentioned Dr. Kadish before, the president of Turo, and, and, and it's, it sounds like you're saying, you know, he, he was so ahead of the curve, he was... Uh, um, uh, he, he was, you know, prophetic in some ways in terms of realizing what was going on. We had him on the air on March 3rd, the same day, the same day that we had a guest from China in our studio. So imagine that, you know, we still, even we, who've been really careful since COVID started, or, or at least, you know, since a couple of weeks after that day, um, you know, we, we actually had a guest from China in our studio, which of course would be unheard of at any point uh, during the heart of COVID, uh, you know, to invite anybody into the studio, but certainly not somebody who's coming from China at that time. And on the same day, Dr. Kadish is already telling us and giving us information that's going to be very helpful and useful as, uh, as, this, as this pandemic looms. Uh, so yeah, to say ahead of the curve or, you know, thought in advance or prophetic, whatever word you want to use, it sounded like everybody was well-prepared. And only if you're well-prepared at the top is the faculty going to be, as you described, ready to pivot, ready to adjust, ready to adapt to a whole new situation. Right. That's, that's very correct. And I would say beyond being prophetic, he was, he was just brilliant in terms of saying, we need to do yeah. this, we need to do it for our faculty, we need to do it for our students. But what you're talking about with China, I was actually in Eretz Yisrael coming back on March 1st. Wow. So people in Israel were already, um, they were wearing masks. So I had stopped off in London on the way back, 
and everyone on the flight from Israel, or almost everyone, was wearing a mask. The flight flight from London wasn't. People just had different perspectives of, about what this meant and what the future was going to look like. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, I think the, the what dominated that week, meaning the first week in March here, was not handshakes. In other words, everyone started with the, the elbow bumps, and you know nobody wanted direct contact in that way, but the social distancing, masks, et cetera had not yet begun. You know, it's funny, and, it, and this is a really extreme example. So, you know, I mean, but I'm sure you'll get the point. Dr. Marion Stoltz-Leike, the uh, dean of Turo's Lander College for Women and Vice President of Online Education at Turo is with us. Extreme example, but, you know, for instance, I read the other day that the life expectancy has now reduced by a year. First time that's happened in almost 20 years, that the life expectancy for an average American is reduced, and that's, of course, because of the terrible things that have happened over the last year with those who've um, who've uh, succumbed to to COVID, I mean the numbers are just crazy, and of course uh, there are many in the in, in you know in the middle aged uh, category as well. So it really affected the numbers that way. Now, obviously, the average person who stays healthy will not be affected by this till years from now, until they get to you know around that age, so to speak. How do we evaluate when it comes to the social environment? And I have a high schooler, and I have a lot of college-age kids. Um, how do we evaluate what this lack of social activity is going to mean down the road? Do, do we assume it's going to affect them in an adverse manner? Does it depend you know, solely on the type of kid it is? H- how are we going to judge what this has done to them socially? You know, Nahum, it's a fascinating question. Uh, I spoke to uh, some high school principals last week. And they were saying that they're already planning about what do you do for the 6th, 7th, and 8th graders coming into high school because that's where you're going to see a lot of impact. I think for college students, um, number one, in general, we expect them to be adults, be on their own, and we have to realize that they're going to need different kinds of supports coming in, that we hear from students, they've missed 12th grade. Mm -hmm. If they were in Eretz Yisrael last year, they missed part of their Shana Aleph experience. We're seeing more students staying for Shana Bet for the full year because college is online and because they did miss those that Shana Aleph experience. So there are a lot of things going on. But I think one of the pieces that people very often don't think about is the impact of having interactions because on a high school level, level on a college level, kids are interacting socially distanced, but with masks. And you're missing out on picking up all kinds of social cues. So normally <laughs> you would point. see someone's face, their expression. <laughs> right. You're only seeing their eyes. <laughs> right. And right, and you may miss <laughs> smiles or things like that. And that's where I think families even for high school students and college students, are just so important, those extra hugs that you give your kids. Because the what I would call virtual hugs you're getting from your friends, which is those smiles right. you're not getting because you're not seeing them because they're wearing masks. So, also, uh, one of, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I just was going to mention one thing that's really interesting because we interview students for a variety of issues. And what we found is often you get a more natural interview over Zoom than you do in person. Because in person, I'm masked, the student is masked, we're eight feet apart, right? Whereas over Zoom, they can see my face and I can see theirs. 
whoever thought there'd be an advantage to Zoom. Uh, <laughs> so so the yeah. so the the most important part of the social part, and I know we're talking about education, but just bear with sure. me because the most important part to you is that interaction, even if it's six feet apart, even if it's with masks. Because I'm saying to myself, what about the events? What about just wanting to go out and do something? Like, is that right. is that equally as bad? Or if, in fact, our kids are maintaining some type of in-person social life, the fact that they can't go bowling or, or can't go to a movie or can't hang out together at a pizza shop table, that that's not nearly as important. Well, look, all of that is important because, it's, again, we, you know, the prescripted interactions are one piece. So I call up a friend and I say, let's go for a walk together on Shabbos afternoon with our masks, socially distanced, great. But what we're missing out on when you talk about the pizza shop is it's not just the pizza shop. I'm there with one friend and then we see two more who join us. I'm in the, right, I'm, think of our own experience. Like you mentioned your college age kids. When you were in college, Nachum, the fact that you were walking out of a class and just started talking to yeah. someone and this whether it's a personal interaction or an academic experience you're missing all of that stopping faculty members in a hallway to ask them a question keeping up with information we need a different set of skills when you ask about those social pieces it's not just what we're missing but we need a different set of skills to compensate for it. Yeah. And sometimes you can get that through tips. You know, somebody will tell you what to do, and it's an aha moment. And sometimes it just takes learning. So, for example, let's say um, in class, and, and again, this is social and classrooms. So what happens typically? You're in a class, a professor is lecturing, or in high school your teacher is, lecture, is ta- talking to you, and you miss something. So you lean over to the person next to you and say, what did they say? Was it 1965 or 1956? And someone tells you in a minute. Now, faculty may not allow you to keep on your chat. Faculty may, um, obviously, so they don't want you doing that. You may not want to text somebody during class because you'll miss something else. And now you've missed the point. So what's a skill? Jot down a note to yourself email a faculty member. So the idea is it works. You can make up for it. Same thing as one one of the pieces in the classroom, you hear what someone else is saying, and that may be the basis for an informal conversation mm-hmm. of course. afterwards. Of course. But you don't have that, right? So, someone brings because up a, re- a someone point, brings and then you're on to your next thing. Right. right? Someone brings up a discussion about a relative and then after class you find out, oh, you're related to them, so am I, that type of thing. It, it just exactly. it just can't happen right now. Uh Dean Marion Saltz Likey's with us. So okay, so I want to talk more about the online platform and we will. But what's happening practically now? I mean I have, you know, again, you know, the, the kids that I still have in school some of them are Zoom only. Some of them are some t- type of hybrid. They have a choice. They can go and hear the lecture live if they want. Some need labs. You know, if you're a nursing yeah. school, you got to be there and in person, uh, you know, the maximum amount of time that's possible. So now what's happening at, at, at Turo's Lander College for Women? Is it all Zoom? Is it some type of hybrid? How would you describe it? Yeah, we have three modalities. Students can attend in a classroom. They can attend fully on Zoom, or they can do what you described as the hybrid. So um, 
some they can they have a class that's going on simultaneously <clears throat> in a classroom, but they can join remotely. And, and what we've and, yeah. and and all the teachers, all the professors cooperate with that, meaning they they do make all of their mm-hmm. offerings available in in person. If uh, you know, if a student wanted to be there in person, or are there some teachers, so some professors that, yeah, that have? Great, no- it's a great question. It took uh, my staff and I quite a bit of time and focus to be able to um, plan all of that out. So we have some classes. We know faculty members who can come on. Co- on campus, some who can't, and we've worked out which classes are on campus or not around that. What our goal has been is to provide flexibility for students so that they can choose what works best for them. And that's what students have been doing. Uh, And we found most of our students actually do want to be on Zoom, do want to join remotely, but are waiting to be able to come on campus. And again, one of the things they want to come on campus for is to see their friends. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. And as we look to the future, I'd like to think that in September, what we're planning to do is have much, much more in the class with many more students. But we recognize that students want that flexibility. So we're looking at can we do courses on Zoom as well yeah. and also introducing a new program where it would be Students would join classes via Zoom or totally asynchronous and be able to do that for a semester um, just to fit their schedule. They may be doing an internship. There may be other reasons as well they would want to do that. And this way we give them flexibility through this flex time kind of program to have options of how they're taking courses. Has your spring semester started yet? We start on Monday. This coming so the Monday? answer is everybody is on intercession now taking a deep breath. Yeah, I don't blame them. Um, so we may get to a point where there'll be a real residency requirement. I mean, obviously, when someone gets a degree from a college, there is a residency requirement, right? You need a certain number yes. of credits and sometimes a certain number of credits within your last credits that are done at the university, that one specific place that's giving you a degree. It's possible we may get to another level of residency that, yes, you can you know, you could take Zoom courses and you could arrange your schedule to be remote, but you must be in person for at least this many per semester or per your college career, right? We could be heading in that direction. Right. Absolutely. And Nahum, you asked also about the labs. Right. So that's one thing where we do believe, you mentioned nursing students right. or whatever, uh, in our both in our undergraduate and graduate programs, wherever possible, we are encouraging students to do those labs in person. And certainly in our nursing program or in our, our DO program or, or medical schools or dental schools, we are expecting there are things that students must be on campus for, and that's what we're expecting them to do. For some of the didactic classes, um, there can be more flexibility, but for the labs, for the simulations, for the practicums, we are expecting them to be on campus because that's the way that they can learn. Now, we do have students, about uh, 40% of our students are not from the tri-state region. So if they're not living in the dorm, we have uh, introduced flexibility on the undergraduate level for things like labs so that they can do that online again for this semester. Right. Uh, Could you give me a... uh... 
do this, don't do this for teachers. And this could probably apply based on your expertise. I bet you could apply to those who are elementary school teachers on Zoom, high school teachers on Zoom. Give me one, never do this, um, which teachers might tend to do in a remote atmosphere. And one, this really works. You should try to implement this if you're a teacher at any level. Uh, Okay, so that's a great question. What I would say is, first of all, um, a lot of faculty require students to keep their video open. Right. And that is a, I would almost, you know, to your do do this or don't do that, I would always almost say, think about it. Because there are a lot of reasons why students don't want to have their videos open. Um, Privacy issues. They may be doing their Zoom in a bedroom. They may be doing it in a public space where other people are walking by. Um, There may be all kinds of reasons they don't want to keep their video open. Um, So I would say to faculty, they should not require it, Hmm. but they should require students to be present. So one faculty member, for example, said, if your video is off, I will call on you. Um, If your video is on, I will only call on you if you raise your hand. So this way, faculty members can use that to be sure students are present. They certainly can call on students, whether or not their video is on, but they have to recognize what, and I think most faculty do by this point, but the challenge, the personal challenge that so many students have being on video. The other piece, as far as the what they can do, for this, there's another piece also that's really interesting, which is um, involving students more in the process of education. So, first of all, if you stop to ask for a question, count to five before you move on. Because if students are unmute, it takes them a while to unmute to ask the question. <laughs> if it's student, that's right? true. Yeah, if, that's true. If you if you allow students to chat. Then, if there's something in the chat, don't just answer the question, but invite the student to expand on what they've said so they can really participate in the classroom more fully. There are reactions on Zoom, encourage that. Use polls and even ask students what you can do to engage them more in the class. And the other thing is office hours, cyber chat office hours are extremely important for students to feel connected with the faculty member and connected with the class. Right. Wow. I didn't even think about students meeting with teachers. That's such an important part of the regular day in the college atmosphere. Yeah. You know, stop by the office or come by and ask a question, that whole thing. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I've thought of that in 10 months, frankly. Uh, anything specifically for parents? Uh, Dr. Marion stoltz is with us, Dean of Turo's Lander College for Women, Vice President of Online Education at Turo. Any specific message for parents who are trying to help their uh, young men and women uh, navigate through this whole Zoom process? Sure. So, number one, I, I think what's been interesting to me is that parents are here, even at a university level, what's going on in class more than they ever did before. Good good point. So I get comments from parents, good and bad, (laughs) but that's not a bad thing, right? Parents can be involved in their kids' educational process in a way that they haven't before. Um, But the idea is also parents may need to support their students, their children, even when they're college-age students, in terms of what's going on in the classroom, encourage 
your kids to get up and walk around. Um, certainly, if you some of our students have back-to-back Zoom classes. So just doing things like standing up and stretching, that can be really important. Um, but it's also, now that parents are home with their kids, they have an opportunity to talk about what their, their you know, adult children are learning in a way they didn't before. When, you're, when your kids are going to class and then coming home, or your kids are away for college, you don't have that same opportunity. You have quick calls, yep. whether it's on video chat or elsewhere. But here, they're in the environment where you are. One of the things that I found is interesting that I'm hearing from parents also is that they're taking this as a watershed moment. The idea of having their kids around much more has been really wonderful for them. One of the issues, though, that I think is is a big challenge on the part of parents is now less so than last semester, um, there are fewer people using uh, technology simultaneously because most of the high school and elementary school kids are back in school, it, you know, except when they get quarantined. I mean, right. We all know yeah. that keeps happening. Right. But there are fewer people, fewer demands on the bandwidth. But number one, make sure the bandwidth is adequate for your, your son or daughter so that they can participate fully in their classes. That's number one. I think the other thing is also distractions. It is distracting to kids when they are um, doing a class if people keep passing by in the back or background or if there's noise in the background. So whether for the noise, whether you have good sound canceling uh, headphones that your son or daughter can use during their classes we're just trying to minimize background noise, particularly when they're taking exams. And that's the last thing I would say is find out when exams are and try to keep it quiet in the house at that point so that your son or daughter can maximize their performance. Yeah, when I see a message on uh, WhatsApp, uh, taking a test, do not uh, knock on my door. You know, so I, I say to myself, yeah. boy, do I hope I remember this for the next hour. You know, I have to make sure not, right. to, not to disturb. Um uh, finally, I'm going to ask you to uh, to join my bandwagon, which I've been on uh, or I've been trying to lead for the last uh, I don't know how many years. Um, there are many, many in our community uh, who will finish high school, especially in certain segments of our community, who will finish high school, and that will be the end of their formal courses of study um, uh, for whatever reason, whatever reason, uh, which we don't have to go into now. I think people understand that people you know, make decisions based on a lot of different things. Um, and, and then years later, they may look back with regret because if they only would have been in a formal course of study in a specific area, they would be much further advanced in whatever field they eventually uh, decided to uh, pursue. So could you join me in encouraging uh, both uh, uh, high schoolers uh, who are looking toward their college years uh, and their parents uh, to look seriously at a formal course of study, especially one like yours in a Jewish environment, because often that's the decision they make. They don't think the environment is kosher enough for them. In a Jewish environment like yours, and this is for men and women, I think you'd agree with me, it applies to both, and that a formal course of study, and whatever the pursuit is, will will definitely uh, uh, help someone achieve much greater heights in that area down the road uh, than if they try to do it either on their own or through some internet service, uh, or, or whatever method they're using. Yeah, Nahum, I, I think you've said it as well as I could. I agree with you fully. 
in terms of what you're saying. I think it's just such an absolutely important point. One of the focuses when Dr. Lander created uh, Pearl College and now Dr. Kadish continues in that direction is a focus is always on Parnassa for, and to be Mafarnas Bekavod. Right. And the idea is with an education, it just creates so much more of a direct read. And I've seen across the board, um, young men and women pursuing all kinds of careers in education, in psychology, in now computer science, which is, uh, you know, everything, um, in law, in OT, PT, PA, and it's transformational for a family. And what's nice is so many of these uh, professions really give young men and women an opportunity for Parnassa, but also time for their family. And it's a very different career path than if they hadn't done it, than if they hadn't gone to college. I think also the other point that you made is going to school in a Jewish environment, especially these days, is so comfortable for so many of our students because they have their challenge to think and challenge to explore ideas and challenge to um, be professionally and academically successful. And at the same time, they're doing it in an environment that encourages their religious growth yep. in every way. Yep. Um, in the dormitory, Shabbosim, yep. um, it's an unparalleled experience when they have Shabbos in the dorm. It's something that doesn't happen, obviously, in other colleges. But also on a daily basis, the shiurim we have, Rabbi Goldwasser, Rabbi Flam, um, other, you know, other rabbanim and machanchim who come and speak to our students on a regular basis. But it's also the whole perspective we have, the questions that people can ask. Um, and I'll tell you, one of my favorite stories is one of our graduates several years ago, her parents were, uh, well, they still are, both in Chinuch, and she came to us as a student, and brilliant young woman. She eventually graduated as our valedictorian, went on to uh, Columbia Law School, and she now supports a husband, Baruch Hashem. She graduated. She did terrifically. She was top of her class. She's working for one of the major corporate law firms in Manhattan, and uh, she supports her husband who sits and learns. Right. And that was always her path. Um, and so she hasn't in any way given up what she wanted to do. Um, but it, it's very different than what she had imagined before she started college. And since she enrolled, she's had a number of younger siblings, one in psychology, one in speech, who are, Baruch Hashem, equally uh, capable, but have also done similar things. One other thing, though, Nassim, sure. I wanted to add in general before we finish, which is you asked about the Jewish environment. And I want to say with this whole transition to Zoom, Shabbos is, Shabbos is always a bracha, but it's something really of a bracha in every way. Trips to the library have become the only outing almost that we can do. <laughs> but, right? but those yeah. books for Shabbos, <laughs> The ability to say to your kids, there is a time where Zoom is off, technology is off. This is what life is about, even for families who allow technology, is really important because the transition will be back there. And Shabbos, as always, is the model of what a 
what the future will look like and what a more perfect environment can be. 100%. Great point. Uh, Dr. Marion stoltz Loike, Dean of Turo's Lander College for Women. Um, so I guess you're not seeing as many students as a dean normally would during a college year. And I'm sure you crave to get back to a regular campus environment. But as you said, hopefully that it will be back when we get to the uh, fall semester. Please, God. Yeah. The truth is I'm seeing them on Zoom. Right. <laughs> I'm, seeing the, I'm hearing from them via email um, or text. Or WhatsApp, or whatever technology they choose. But there's, but there's nothing like. I look forward to my office. But if I was, if I was a dean, I would think there's nothing like that pop-in, you know, greeting from a student to, you know, show some appreciation and says hello to you, uh, you know, each morning. I don't know. One hundred (laughs) percent. Or to be able to walk around and just bump into students in the hall and get their, you know, say hello, greet them, which I do. But there are. Obviously, far from you. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Turo has 33 schools, 245 programs, and the Turo Lander College for Women uh, is led by Dr. Marion Stoltz. Like the information about all of this as we continue to encourage, and parents out there, parents, and I'm probably speaking to 50,000 parents right now, can, can uh, convince, trust me, it's a worthwhile investment of time and energy. Convince the young men and women in your family that a formal course of study like the one we're discussing this morning is critical to their future and to their family's future and to your extended family's future. I'm telling you, I don't think there's a more important message from these conversations. Information about all of this, go to turo.edu, T-O-U-R-O, turo.edu. Uh, .edu. Uh, Dr. stoltz Loike, always a pleasure. You're a great guest. Continued success. Uh, c- continue enjoying this little break until you get to Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Nahum. Thank you so much. And I want to thank also all the parents and faculty and teachers for what they do to make all of this work for all of our students. But thank you, Nahum. It's always a pleasure. You're a wonderful interviewer. I love our conversation. <laughs> appreciate Thank you. And thank you for your support of Turo. A hundred percent. Appreciate that very, very much. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Monday, the semester begins again. Hopefully the next time the semester begins again. Things will seem a lot more normal. Tuesday morning broadcast. This is JM in the AM. Chicken may be truly finger licking and tasting. 
Yeah. 
JM in the AM. It's Shlomo Katz with Leif Tahar here at JM in the AM. Before that was the um, uh, selection from Avram Rosenblum off of the uh, Yes Legacy album, Give Me a Minion, here at JM in the AM. 36 degrees, partly cloudy, high 44. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. Tomorrow, Rabbi Moshe Bamberger, the brand new book is entitled Great Jewish Journeys to the Past. A Spiritual Travel Guide to Kivrei Tzadikim and Torah Landmarks Around the World. Rabbi Bamberger tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. If you go to artscroll.com, everything is 10% off, no minimum, free shipping with promo code radio. But for anything that Rabbi Moshe Bamberger wrote, it's 15% off this week. 15% off, free shipping, no minimum with promo code radio. So go to artscroll.com, check out Ray Bamberger's books. They are amazing. I have one here, aside from the new one, The Great Jewish Photographs book. That is a cool book. The Great Jewish Photographs book. A lot of photographs of the Torah giants never seen before, I believe, or at least not uh, nothing commonly uh, distributed. Um, anyway, so you can check it out. There's a whole bunch of uh, great books by Mermaid Bamberger online at artscroll.com. Use promo code radio, use promo code radio. On Thursday on this broadcast, Howard Jonas, CEO of IDT, great Jewish philanthropist, Howard Jonas, 815 this coming Thursday morning with me here at JM in the AM. Live Lunch Thursday will feature a 21-year-old Yeshiva University student, Ari Solomon, who designs shoes for professional athletes. And we are encouraging you to zoom in to that live lunch. You'll have a chance to zoom in to that live lunch at about 11.15 on Thursday. Why should you zoom in? So you can actually see his work. We'll speak with him. Uh, but this way you'll be able to uh, actually see his work. So zoom in. We hope to do it on Facebook Live. And obviously you can hear it all. NahumSiegel.com, NSN app, our listen line, etc. And all the other 4,000 ways that someone could listen to this uh, broadcast. <laughs> well, I'm not complaining about that. It's just pretty funny, frankly. That we're in an era now where <laughs> there are so many ways to listen. It's amazing. Anyway. So... Um, that's the story with 11 a.m. on uh, this coming Thursday. J.M. in the a.m. Tuesday morning with Ari Goldwag.
זקן עוקסים, שולח בחיצים, אני הולך וכושל הולך ומועצים, נשמה קדושה לא תבכי שורת כמה, אין תעידי עליי כמה הייתי נחזר. כשסודות מהעבר פקדו השקט המשמין, החשה במחשבה שמתוך הריסות של חלום ישן שמת אני יכול כאן לגלות מהי האמת מהי
J.M. in the A.M. Idan Chadash, done by Duvi Shapiro. Yishai Rebo had Ayeka. You heard Vaharenu, done by Yoni Jakubovic. Ari Goldwag's Ah Ahalala. Leif Tahor from Shlomo Katz here at J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up 20 minutes before the hour. Uh, coming up at 9, we've got J.M. Rewind. Whole bunch of great material coming up, including our first conversation with Ray Heziger about the brand new releases from Art Scroll. You want to check that out? Tune into JM Rewind right after JM the AM this morning here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
Tell us when will you return to your holy city and restore your throne to Yerushalayim. 
Couple from Aish, Masai and Kishoshana Hatov in the middle, done by Yonatan Rozelle. Here on a JM in the AM Tuesday morning. Uh, reminder, this coming uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, I'm Moshe Bamberger. He'll be on. Make sure to be tuned in. The book is called Great Jewish Journeys to the Past. He'll be our guest. On Thursday, Howard Jonas. He'll be with us at 8.15. On Thursday at 11 a.m., it'll be a Zoom live lunch. Ari Solomon, who designs shoes for professional athletes, is going to join us. Zoom live lunch on Thursday. Ari Solomon will get to display everything uh, via Zoom. 
This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy a 10% discount on all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code radio. You always want to use promo code radio. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and A&H products are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did so. That I could tell you for sure. Uh, our friends in uh, Borough Park are operating the world's largest Judaica store online. I'm referring, of course, to uh, ShopEichlers.com. ShopEichlers.com. Take advantage of their incredible site, amazing categories, all the latest releases, all the brand-new Judaica books and otherwise. And they have same-day delivery. I know it sounds insane, but hey, they made the commitment and they're honoring it. You want delivery the same day to Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Staten Island, Queens, Five Towns, Far Rockaway, Muncie, Monroe, Teaneck, Lakewood, Tom's River, Jackson. They could do it. Go to shopiclers.com, shopiclers.com. Check out what you need and then check out. And if you need the same same day delivery, you can check that out as well. Shopiclers.com, proud sponsor of us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, Tuesday morning broadcast, we... um, we remind you, coming up on the 7th of February, it's the Kosher Halftime Show 2021 edition. Brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. And today is a very, very big day for the Kosher Halftime Show. That does not mean we'll be on Central Avenue stopping traffic like last year. You will not be able to find us there. I'm trying to think what other, uh, did we do any other public outdoor place? I don't think so. I think that was the only time we actually did it publicly and outdoors. Uh, but it's going to be a, 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 a um, an early 2021 appropriate kosher halftime show. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of the video work today, so we're looking forward to that. Mayor Kay and I and everybody remind you the kosher halftime show is the 7th of February, brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm at InjuryLawyer.com. We thank the Rothenberg family, and we look forward to a, a cool show uh, that will be enjoyed by people around the world just a couple of weeks from this Sunday, believe it or not. Achenu Israel and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network. And of course, anybody love it, NSN app. Wraps up a great Tuesday here at JM and the AM. JM Rewind is coming up next. Avrami has a live lunch beginning at 11. Make sure to be tuned in. It's always a great show. Tomorrow morning, we're back. Ray Bamberger is going to join us on Thursday. Howard Jonas in the 8 o'clock hour and the 11 o'clock hour. A Zoom live lunch with young man Ari Solomon, who is designing shoes for professional athletes. We'll hear his story and see what he has to offer on a Zoom live lunch this coming Thursday, starting at 11 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in in all the traditional methods, but now on Zoom for Thursday as well. And a week from Thursday is our two Bishvat special as that calendar just continues to move. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.